Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Identity Insights by Indicio. Today, I am joined by James Schulte to discuss the problems that decentralized identity can solve. And as the VP of business for uh, Indicio, James is always talking to our customers about why they're looking to implement the technology and can offer some unique insights about why you might want to check it out for yourself. Uh, so thanks again for making time for me today, James. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about yourself before we get started? I think that was a pretty good intro. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me come back. Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time to be in the decentralized identity space right now with all the exciting announcements from around the world. The, the W3C did spec was approved just uh, two weeks ago as an official recommendation from the W3C. So things are, things are really exciting right now. So um, yeah, I really enjoy uh, my job here at Indicio, being able to work with customers from all sorts of industries, looking at different use cases and ways to implement this, this, uh, this technology. So yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you back. Um, so before we jump in, uh, because we'll be saying decentralized identity a lot, let's make sure that everyone's on the same page. Uh, would you mind giving us a working definition of decentralized identity? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of discussion around what exactly is it? What is identity? A lot of nuance to the debate. Um, but really at its core, what decentralized identity is, is for an individual to essentially be in control of their, of their digital identity without depending on um, a third party or a specific uh, service provider for that. Um, so traditionally with, with um, systems on the internet right now to log in, you typically have to use a um, login or username or password of sorts to enter um, you know, web portal or access some sort of service from a, from a provider. And typically that digital identity is provided to you by that service provider. So for example, if I'm getting on LinkedIn, I've had to create an account with them. So I don't really own my identity in that sense. So with decentralized identity, the, the idea is that I can bring my own credentials and present them and have those credentials be trusted in a way where um, the, the verifier, in this case, LinkedIn would be able to see that credential and cryptographically uh, verify that the you know, claims I'm making about myself are, are true and accurate. So um, it's uh, kind of hard to sum down into one sentence, but uh, that's, <laughs> I'd say that's my best shot at the moment, but uh, big long discussions about what exactly decentralized identity is, but I'd say that's the, the core of it. All right, perfect. No, that's very helpful. Thank you. Uh, so when we say that Indicio provides uh, full decentralized identity solutions, what does that mean? What are people buying from Indicio? Yeah, so uh, Indicio is essentially a one-stop shop for decentralized identity. So we start all the way you know, from the beginning with, with education about what it is, how it works, how customers can implement it into their systems, how it can solve their use cases and challenges. Um, so we provide trainings and workshops for for software developers, for engineers, for management executives, all sorts of audiences who are looking to either learn more or launch their own solution or solve a particular business problem they have. Um, so from education, we also offer uh, development services of software um, built on open source technology that organizations can use to solve those challenges and, and customize and, and use however they want. It's very flexible in the way it can be implemented. Um, so in terms of what the technical solutions look like that we offer, um, we offer entire trusted digital ecosystems. And by that, I mean every bit of software that you need to issue, hold, and verify 
uh, digital verifiable credentials. So from the issuer agents to the holder agents or digital wallets to the verifier agents and to the uh, verifiable data registry or, or decentralized ledger that you need to, to do that. Um, so you, if you just need you know, certain pieces of that, if you just need a holder agent to receive a credential, you can build that. If you need a way of issuing a credential, we've got that. Uh, if you just are looking to verify credentials from other organizations who are using interoperable standards that work with your system, we can provide that as well. So Lisa is very flexible in, in providing um, whichever pieces you need. All right, very cool. Um, so could you briefly describe kind of what the buying process a customer get, might go through when they're looking to implement decentralized identity? Sure, yeah. So it, it depends on what you need. Um, if you have a particular use case or challenge that you've already identified and, and you know what it is you're trying to solve, um, typically customers talk to us and say, I have this problem. We want to use decentralized for identity for it. Does it work in this use case? Is that the best option here? What do you recommend? Um, is there a configuration of, of uh, you know, these trusted digital ecosystems that can fit in my use case? So we sit down with them and we talk through exactly uh, what the issue is and how that could be um, tied into to what they're doing. So we identify, okay, in your use case, who would the issuer be uh, of a credential? Is there an organization that is issuing some sort of proof of identity, proof of uh, you know, a person, proof of address, proof of whatever you're attaching a credential to? Um, is there, who is the holder in your use case? Is it your customer? Is it your employee? Is it a drone that you're trying to identify in the sky? Is it a, a firewall? Is it a location? Um, I guess, who are you giving this credential to? Um, then you can identify who the verifier is. Where is that holder gonna take that verifier or who needs to verify the uh, credential of that holder? Um, so there's all sorts of configurations of that, of who, who's the issuer, who's the verifier? Are they the same organization? Who's the holder? We help uh, walk customers through that exact thought process. And then um, once we identify what an initial scope is, we can provide a, a quote um, on you know, what the uh, resource allocation will look like, how long that will take, um, how we'll work with their team to build that and implement it if they want to completely outsource it, if we're going to work directly with the teams. Those are the types of discussions we have early on um, when we provide a quote and, and we can get started. OK, sounds good. Um, so you mentioned that people come to you right with uh, with problems that they're looking to solve. What are some of the most common problems that people look to decentralized solutions for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I would say there's a couple top top uh, topics in mind that, that people come to us with. I would say the first is that they're looking to solve a redundant process or something uh, that is you know, acting as a sort of bottleneck in uh, a system that they have. Um, well, Let's say, for example, a financial institution is looking for a way to quickly, uh, or I'd say more quickly, onboard customers um, or other organizations into their, their ecosystem. Um, you know, let's say you're signing up for a bank account uh, or you're signing up for some sort of financial service. Typically, you have to perform some sort of KYC process or, or know your customer type process, which is typically um, uh, a result of re regulation or legislation that says the financial institution has to check these things, right? There's no way around it. For the financial institution, it's often a costly, time-consuming, and you know, burdensome process to do that each time a person wants to 
make a transaction or uh, you know, sign up for a new service. So with decentralized identity or verifiable credentials, uh, they realize, oh, okay, is there a way for me to form that KYC one time and turn it into a verifiable credential that eliminates the need to do it again and again and again and again um, and save a lot of time and money. Um, so I would say that's, that is the top one where people are trying to cut down time and cost of a, uh, yeah, of a redundant process. Second, I would say is that the organization is looking to be compliant to some sort of regulation. So for example, GDPR, um, data legislation, uh, when you're working with consumer data, there's a lot of privacy implications involved and a lot of liability on the side of an organization dealing with that information. So they're looking for a way to either avoid that liability or minimize the risk associated with it. And that's where credentials are uh, come in handy, being in the hands of the consumer and held and, and controlled by them rather than being, uh, I guess you could say, stored in a centralized database and prone to hackers or um, you know, bad actors. Um, so compliance is, is another big one. Um, there are some organizations who are you know, wanting to perform identity verification as a service, and they are looking for a way to uh, you know, create credentials that can be consumed uh, in various ecosystems and where they could you know, charge that as a service where we create a credential with a certain level of trust that uh, you know, partner organizations could use and, and we can charge a service fee for them using that credential. It saves them time and money and, and you know, we make money providing that as a, as a service for them. Um, so those are just a couple, couple examples, but um, typically organizations we, we talk to have a pain point in mind that they are trying to solve and they are curious if decentralized identity can solve that. Identity really is at the core of any sort of business transaction. Um, I need to know who I'm talking to. They need to know me. There needs to be trust before a sort of interaction happens. And if there's a lack of trust that can slow things down, hence the need for KYC or for uh, some longer process to establish that digital trust, Credentials are a way to make digital trust faster and, and easier and safer. So, so you kind of touched on it a little bit in your answer, but could you define KYC real quick for us as well? Sure. Uh, KYC stands for Know Your Customer. Um, it's a process that uh, mostly financial institutions, but other institutions as well, have to do to be legally compliant with, uh, with regulation. Um, essentially, it's, you know, the institution has to uh, be able to identify who they are transacting with. Uh, so a bank needs to be able to prove that the person that is making a transaction is who they say they are. Um, so I'd say that's it at the core. So are there benefits to using decentralized identity that most people aren't aware of until they talk to you? Right, we talked about some of the most common stuff. What is it that no one knows about until after talking with you or someone on our engineering team? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of the, the obvious benefits, like the privacy-preserving nature of credentials, um, the you know ability for the, the consumer to be in control of, of their information. Um, for organizations that are looking to use it, and when we get talking and we're talking about the benefits of it, one of the most interesting ones that you know when they hear and they 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 go, oh, you know, I've never actually thought about that benefit, but that is actually uh, really important to to what we're trying to do. So the, the 
whole idea that credentials have, um, I guess you could say a level of value in them. It's essentially a representation of work that has been done and uh, turned into something that's provable that others can use. Uh, you can use it within your organization, but others beyond your ecosystem can use. So when they realize like, oh, there's opportunity for other partner organizations to consume the credentials that I'm creating for our employees, for example, or for my customers, and they realize that there are other you know, revenue models or financial models that can come out of that from selling that as a service to, to other providers. Um, I would say that's one. I'd say a second really important one is the concept that uh, a verifier, who, when they're verifying a credential, um, they don't need to phone home back to the original issuer of the credential. And that, that is really important for organizations who um, are connected with a lot of um, other parties in a process. And instead of needing to integrate you know, 30 or 50 different organizations whose credentials you would be connecting with, and, and instead of connecting with them through a bunch of different APIs, um, a credential doesn't require backend integration or portable or portable off-chain. Um, and so it's, it's easy to scale because you're not spending all of your time uh, with your developer teams creating those one-off connections with, with each party. So, so I'd say that the scalability aspect. All right. Um, so you kind of touched on this a little bit in your answer, but at what point uh, in the exploratory discussion does the potential client really think the technology is like clicking with them and they're like, all right, let's do this. Is there like a real key turning point that you've noticed? Um, I would say it typically happens when they realize that they don't have to boil the ocean at first to solve their problem that you can take a phased approach to implementing decentralized identity solutions um, that doesn't involve just setting up you know, every single piece and bringing in all the verifiers and uh, you know, starting from the end. What we, what we typically recommend is start small and scale up. You know, start with your single issuer agent, identify who your holders are and start with your verifier. And then you know, once you prove out the functionality of that, start to, to scale up and, and ramp up your, um, your solution. In. So I, I think the you know start small, then go big. Instead of you know looking at the big picture and saying I need to solve the big picture right now. Um, if you start there, you're going to have you're going to meet some challenges that you could have solved easily if you had started with a smaller scale and, and ramped up. Um, so that's an approach we recommend. And once they realize that, that, oh, it's easy to get started. Let's start small, phase up from there, and they then they're typically like, okay, when can we start? <laughs> So what is the easy you know, way to get started that a DCO recommends to our customers then? Could you go into that a little bit? Sure, yeah. Um, so there's a couple different ways that you could get started. You, you can start off with one of our entry-level trainings. We have a, an intro to decentralized identity training that, that you and your team can take. Um, you'll have a, an instructor from Indicio who will walk you through all the way from the beginning. Uh, from the basic terms and definitions uh, all the way to the end where you'll start talking about a specific use case you have in mind. And we also have um, executive workshops where if you have a, a use case or a proof of concept in mind that, that you'd be interested in exploring, um, you meet with uh, Indicio identity architects who can talk you through what that solution would look like. Um, we also have a node operator program um, where you can operate a validator node on any of the Indicio networks. That's a great way to get familiar with the ins and outs of a hyperledger network. 
um, how it works and uh, just gives you really good insight into the, you know, behind the curtains, behind the, the technology. Um, or, you know, if you're just curious and uh, have questions about what it is, feel free to, to reach out to me or anyone on the team and we can get connected with a subject matter expert who is uh, willing to, to talk through um, specific challenge that, that you've got that um, this technology could help solve. All right, perfect. Uh, well, it looks like we are out of time, James. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, if you want to learn more about some successful implementations of decentralized identity, uh, you can visit the link, link in the description. You'll find some success stories and uh, use cases. If you'd like to talk to James about a problem that you're facing and possible fix using decentralized identity, I'll put a link to Indicio's contact us page uh, in the description as well, and James will be able to see your questions. If you're interested in decentralized identity and just wanna learn more, uh, about it from an educational standpoint, be sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll continue to bring you some more educational content. And if you have any specific questions or topics that you'd like for us to cover, please leave a comment below and we'll be sure to address them. Thanks again, James. Is there anything that you'd like to plug before we go? Yeah, I just wanna say everyone, please feel free to join the Adicio community uh, meetup on July 26th this month. Um, it'll be a presentation about verifiable credentials for health data from the uh, Cardia community. So it should be, should be a great presentation. And Tim will drop a link in the description.